Okay, everybody, this is Emar Sub 2. Welcome to another edition of the Technical State of Georgia Athletics. This episode will focus on Georgia State football's win over Troy, as well as the rest of the Sun Belt action on the gridiron. We are recording this on November 29th, 2021. Hope all is well with you when you had a good Thanksgiving weekend. We did, uh, because we were able to finally head to a Georgia State home game for the first time in two years, literally. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in about a minute or two. But as always, a follow everything that we do. Head to the mothership to sportsinquired.net, premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can head to there and see our our recap of the written version of that Georgia State win over Troy, as well as a bunch of other content that tied to Georgia State. We're going to hopefully catch up with Rob Lanier, head coach of the men's basketball team, within the next 24 hours. So make sure you head to our site to see that interview and some other ones that hopefully we'll get on the very soon. You can go to our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the Sports Inquirer. And then finally, head to our audio and video hosts, such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You go to there, look for us under the Sports Inquirer, and you'll be able to keep track of all that we have going on. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I was able to attend that contest on Saturday, November 27th of Georgia State's 37-10 home victory over Troy. Very happy to be in the facility. I was available and didn't have work that week this weekend, so I was able to head there and see the game live in person. So I'm very excited about that. As far as the contest itself, Darren Granger had two touchdown passes for the Panthers, who rushed for 247 yards as a team and extended his winning streak to three games uh, in that victory over Troy. The Panthers are now 7-5 and five overall on the season, finished their conference record at 6-2. and two. That, so Those six conference wins are the most in a season uh, and most in a single season in Georgia State history. Here is head coach of the Panthers, Sean Elliott, on the victory. You never know what to expect when you have a team like them coming in. They were a dangerous football team. I thought they had athletes. I thought their schemes were, were what they needed to be, and uh, they just – you know, made a change in their head football coach. And they always sit there and more so than you worry about schemes and all that stuff. You just, you kind of worry about where their mindset is and, and, and how they're playing. And, but our guys, uh, our guys had the right mindset to, to offset anything they came out there with. We, uh, we came out and played very well. I mean, uh, uh, what we went six out of the last seven. I mean, uh, truly an accomplishment. Yeah, so very excited for for him, and he was. He, I should say, I should say, he was excited about that victory, and deservedly so. As I mentioned, Granger finished the day with a team high 287 total yards. Uh, Jemias Williams had a game high 108 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground for the Panthers. He reached the 1,000 career yard rushing mark for his career in the victory uh, overall the Panthers finished the day with 247 rushing yards I asked coach Elliott directly about the Panthers rushing attack and why it was successful it's remarkable congratulations to Jam on that thousand yards in his career that's awesome I mean that that is awesome but those guys up front and those tight ends and our perimeter players the wide receivers uh, they do a, a great job and you know our six-year senior our outstanding left guard, Quan Gilmore, goes down, I believe, on the second series of the game with an ankle injury. Mason Cook comes in there uh, at left tackle. We move Travis Glover to left guard, and uh, business as usual. Business as usual, controlling the line of scrimmage, running the football, 
and, and handling that defense. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Gilmore with that ankle injury. He'll have a few weeks to recover from that. But credit to the offensive line and the perimeter for their blocking to lead the charge in that regard. They control the line of scrimmage on both ends of, of the contest. Georgia State's defense had a strong performance, held the Trojans' offense to only 57 rushing yards, forced four turnovers, posted five sacks, and eight tackles for loss. Here is Coach Elliott on the team's defensive effort. What an amazing effort, Bob. I mean, it really was. And we, we played every single body defensively right there. And to the very, very end, uh, they were playing lights out. So so proud of their effort and everything they accomplished today. And it's uh, remarkable to sit there and watch. And I tell you what, uh, it, as, as a head football coach, I very seldom relax on, on the sideline. But, I mean, just seeing their effort defensively, I, I knew, man, I just knew we, we were going to take care of it. Uh, you know, I, I can't really speak for, for Troy, but, uh, you know, sometimes when you get down, it starts to steamroll on you. And, and they're in a tough situation. And, and, and I, you know, I, I hate it for those guys. But, you know, it's hard to continue fighting. It, it, takes a, it takes a great team to continue fighting after you kind of get punched and punched and punched. And they've been through a lot this week with that coaching change. So I'm, I'm sure uh, it, it took a toll on them. But our, our, our effort defensively was – was spot on. It, it was about effort and execution and uh, technique, and uh, they just did a marvelous job. Yeah, and we'll go to some of those superlatives of the defense throughout our recap. Uh, for the Trojans, they finished a year five and seven on the season, three and five in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, Gunnar Watson threw for a game high 287 yards for the Trojans in the contest. Yeah, Troy, midweek season change of head coach with Chip Lindsey being relieved of his duties, had an interim coach in there. Uh, just a tough situation for the Trojans that are they're not bowl eligible. If they beat Georgia State, they actually would have been bowl eligible. But only five wins on the season. They will be home for this bowl season. Uh, so the Trojans have a lot to work on over this offseason. Georgia State got on the board first with a 13-yard touchdown pass from Granger to Aubrey Payne midway through the first quarter for the 7-0 lead. Now, Troy did catch a break later in the first quarter when Georgia State returned to Quavion White, fumbled and attempted to catch a punt, and it was recovered by Trojans player Jordan Anthony. Uh, Watson completed a pass to Tess Johnson on the very first snap from scrimmage, but the ball was fumbled on a tackle by Georgia State's Chris Moore and recovered by Blake Carroll. Uh, Georgia State turned the ball over itself on its next possession when Granger fumbled the ball, diving for the end zone on a running play. Troy defender Will Chola forced the fumble. It was recovered by teammate Javon Solomon in the end zone for a touchback. However, Georgia State was able to get the ball back later on in early on in the second quarter. It took a 14-0 lead on Granger's 26-yard TD pass to Sam Pickney early in the second quarter. It was a very nice fade pass to the back of the left corner of the end zone by Granger. Uh, Pickney, who was returning from injury, uh, from, was able to catch the ball in that corner of the end zone and get the touchdown. He finished the game with a team-high 80 receiving yards for the Panthers. Once again, as I mentioned, the Panthers first four turnovers in the contest. One of them came late in the second quarter when Antavius Lane intercepted Watson's pass less lit, late in the second quarter. Georgia State was able to take advantage of the good field position and Noel Reese's 43-yard field goal at the 246 mark of the second quarter increased the Panthers' lead to 17 to nothing. 
The Trojans did get on the board later on in the second quarter. In fact, 34 seconds left in the first half when Brooks Bruce connected on a 48-yard field goal. Uh, so the Panthers took a 17-3 lead into halftime. Uh, leading 17-3 to start the second half, the Panthers were able to increase that margin to 20-3 on his first possession of the third quarter on the Will Reese's 45-yard field goal. The defensive highlight of the day for the Panthers was Jamil Muhammad's 72-yard fumble recovery return for a touchdown midway through the third quarter. Uh, that made the score 27-3 in favor of the Panthers. Uh, the, the, the fumble was forced by uh, Carroll on a sack of Watson. Muhammad was able to recover the ball and take it down the, the right side for the touchdown. Uh, Muhammad had two sacks total in a contest, including that scoop and score for the TD. Here is Muhammad on his defensive performance. Um, I mean, it's just hard work, man. It's hard work coming into fruition. Um, and, you know, I got great teammates around me. The offense did their part of giving us the ball back. So, um, it's, you know, I can't really take all the credit because I have some awesome coaches. Um, first and foremost, we have an awesome man upstairs that blesses me every day to get up um, and stay healthy. Um, then I have parents who um, pray for me, you know, who coach me, motivate me. So, you know, I, you know, it's just hard work, you know, in a, in a village, you know, behind me. So, yeah, and the rest of the contest, we saw Ruiz hit another field goal in the late in the third quarter to make the score 30-3. to uh, Jemias Williams was able to find the end zone midway through the fourth quarter on a 50-yard TD run to increase the Panthers' lead to 37-3. to And the final score in the contest actually came from Troy. And it was their first touchdown of the contest uh, midway through the fourth quarter as well on B.J. Smith's two-yard TD run. So with that victory, the Panthers are now one of four bowl-eligible teams in the Sun Belt Conference, including App State, Coastal Carolina, and Louisiana. We're going to see Louisiana host App State in the title game on Sun Belt Championship game on Saturday, December 4th. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. It's going to be in Lafayette. So very intrigued by that matchup. Uh, Louisiana did close out a perfect record in the regular season in conference play and extend its program record winning streak to 11 games with a 21-16 victory over Louisiana Monroe. A 37-yard connection from redshirt sophomore running back Chris Smith, the freshman wide receiver uh, Kyron Lacey on a halfback pass uh, was a highlight of an offensive end for the Raging Cajuns. Uh, big news out of Louisiana, though, this week, as uh, Billy Napier, who actually finished with a perfect record against Sunbelt Western Division opponents in his four seasons at Louisiana Monroe. I say finished because he is now the new head coach at the University of Florida. There have been rumors that he was going to be a viable candidate for the Louisiana State job, LSU, for obvious reasons, the connections to the state of Louisiana. But he has made the turn to go to Florida. Very interesting move. Napier does have experience under Nick Saban. He's been in the Southeast for many years now. Uh, very familiar with this region of the country. So it'll be very interesting to see what he does in that position. He does plan to coach the, the championship game against the App State Mountaineers. Uh, we'll see if that still takes place as we're recording this on Monday, November 29th. We'll see if that still uh, takes place. But Napier's been a hot commodity for several years now. 
uh, taking the Louisiana program to a very strong heights. They're in contention for another conference championship. Uh, just a really uh, solid job by him. And uh, we'll have more analysis on Napier and really all the major coaching moves, including Lincoln Riley, the USC, and some others that we're going to see over the next few days on a future show. We're going to stick to the Sun Belt in uh, this edition of Technical State of Georgia Athletics. And as I mentioned, Louisiana is going to face Appalachian State, who are who finished with 10 wins this season uh, so far with a 27-3 victory over big rival Georgia Southern on their senior day. A super senior scored every point in the Mountaineers' victory over the Eagles. Wide receivers Malik Williams, Jalen Virgil, and Thomas Hannigan each had touchdowns in the contest. Even Chandler Statton, he had a pair of field goals in the victory. He's now the career scoring leader in App State history. Uh, with the he has 449 points in his career, and uh, Virgil scored a touchdown on a 97-yard kickoff return. So the Mountaineers head to Lafayette with a lot of momentum. As I mentioned, 10 wins for the fifth time in the last seven years. Uh, that'll be a very intriguing contest, and we'll preview that in a special edition of Technical State of Georgia Athletics later on in the week when we're going to preview all of the championship games in college football. Uh, so Coastal Carolina, they were able to secure a 27-21 to 21 victory over South Alabama to have 10 wins for the second consecutive season. Uh, the big, big part of the contest was uh, redshirt sophomore quarterback Grayson McCall. He scored on the first play of the overtime period on a 25-yard TD run. And the Chanticleer offense was able to, able to hold the Panthers, or the Jaguars, excuse me, on their, their possession in overtime, including a sack by super senior linebacker Silas Kelly on the fourth down attempt to secure the victory for the Chanticleers. Uh, also, we saw uh, Javion Haley. He became Coastal's all-time career leader in receptions and receiving yards in, his career, in the history of the program. And we saw defensive lineman uh, Josiah Stewart he put up, he has now 13 sacks on the season, and he had three sacks in that victory over South Alabama. He is now the program's single season sack leader in a, and probably a frontline runner uh, for the defensive player of the year in the conference. So, a very big effort from him. Got great respect also to Jalen Tolbert. He's now the fourth player in Sunbelt history to have 3,000 receiving yards in a career, just alone against Coastal, 10 catches, 191 yards and a TD in the losing effort. Uh, Tobert's been the best receiver in the conference this season, and he just showed that in that uh, it was a defeat, but still a big effort for him. Big shout-outs to Texas State as well. They were able to defeat Arkansas State 24-22. First winning season since 2014 for the Bobcats. They have uh, seven wins on the year, uh, and that's a, that's a big deal uh, for Texas State. Uh, and big part of the contest, actually, the no, Texas State was their first four-win season since the seven and five mark in 2014. So they don't have seven wins, uh, but still four wins, uh, the most they've had in a campaign since 2014. Uh, with 212 left to play in the contest, the Bobcats stopped the Red Wolves' two-point conversion attempt uh, to secure the victory. Uh, Calvin Hill, the freshman running back had 123 rushing yards and a TD 
for the Bobcats in the victory. And that concludes this edition of the Second State of Georgia Athletics. As always, head to the sportsinquire.net for all the news and notes in the world of sports, our social media platforms, our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go on there under the Sports Inquire. And then finally, subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts under the Sports Inquire. Until next time, good fight, good night, and be safe.